Hello, everybody. Jaime Landeros from the Cantina MX podcast. We're back with episode 306. That's right, twice in one week. Recapping the Mexico vs. El Salvador game. Also covering a little bit of Liga MX action that we missed on our last episode. We are live on Twitter Spaces, so if you're listening, raise your hand. We'll get you in on the conversation. We want to hear your thoughts on the match and uh, Tata's overall performance with the national team. Before I go any further, though, let me welcome Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Good. Good, Jaime. And I'm feeling proud for never losing faith in Martino. You know, I got to give you credit, man. You are one of the most loyal, <laughs> loyalists out there when it comes to coaching. You know, believing in the process, even if things aren't looking pretty. Yes. Like, like Barcelona with Koeman. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I've never seen a coach or fans ask for someone's head so quickly after getting appointed. But that's how the things are in, in Barcelona. But, man, this game in El Salvador, San Salvador, everybody complains about you know how hostile the fans are. But what a nice fan base that uh, serenaded the team last night at the hotel, even brought in drums and fireworks and flares and smoke they you know how nice of them to to welcome us into san salvador um it obviously had no effect on the team they were able to get their bed night sleep and uh score two goals and get the victory and get three very crucial points on the road for la selección mexicana yeah i don't think that works anymore you know there was a point where they would set off fireworks and just Cause a ruckus all night, but now it's there's just you know like you have hotels with the noise canceling, <laughs> you know the space. They probably and and the 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 earphones and all that stuff. It's they probably didn't hear anything, but you could see old interviews going back to like the eighties, seventies when they, you know, players talking about how it would, you know, it, it actually had some. To an extent, you know, it would affect them. Yeah, now we got Bose headphones that would just block out all the cries. They, they, they probably, um, being mean on social media would probably have more effect. Because uh, you, you can see the players probably, you know, checking their Insta or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so the bullying would have probably done more. Yeah. Yeah, now if you really want to make or hurt somebody's feelings, you go on Instagram and you say mean things to them on, on the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> that would have, that would have had more effect. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's crazy is during this match, uh, apparently Javier Hernandez took the opportunity to stream, uh, call of duty. So <laughs> I don't know if he's just upset that he's on the, he's on the naughty list, but he does this, I think intentionally because every time they do, they have qualifying matches. He's, he's doing it. Yeah. And we probably won't know until a few years why he's being, you know, why he's being kept away. The rumor that I, that I'm believing for now is the whole uh, dispute over image rights. Uh huh. So I do think that oh, that could be a reason why. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember, there was a Molero uh-huh. in San Francisco, I believe. And they had like like a billboard and they had like Guardado, Chicharro. They had all these guys that weren't even on the team. Mm. They, they were using that, you know, so image stuff like that because they also didn't want like, because they said they, they wouldn't get paid. So if they went into training camp, it would be like, all right, training camp would be a week long or whatever. But two or three of those days were they had to make like, um, you know, an appearance or, or shoot commercials or whatnot. And uh, so they wanted they wanted their cut. But I think uh, Chicharro was one of the main dudes that was, you know, because, uh, you know, the rumors he, that he he got a group of players and they were going to um, – Stage like a boycott during the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was after the Germany game. Interesting. Yeah, and then FMF was like, "All right, no need. We'll, we'll, give, we'll you know, we'll give in." But I guess they like, you know, they didn't forget. All I know is I forgot after what game they all decided to get their hair bleached, and that didn't. That didn't do anything. Yeah, that was, and I think that was also part of it that that was the group that was like united. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like him, Layun, Salcedo. There's a few players that had that bleach hair against uh, Brazil, and yeah, it didn't it didn't work out for them. Um, but yeah, what a what a frustrating match on the road, El Salvador. Very hostile environment. Uh, wasted no time, Hector Moreno. Scoring early, 30th minute. And uh, fun fact, that is his third goal uh, in San Salvador. So, I don't know, man. in fifth fifth overall, right? His fifth goal for the national team, and three of them have been against El Salvador, man. (laughs) Son clientes, that's it, man. Son sus hijos. And uh, a lot of, obviously, a lot of physicality, uh, ankle stepping and shoving. There ended up being two red cards in this match, uh, one for Jacobo and then the other for Nesta Araujo, which, you know, Nesta Araujo, man, you play in Celta Viga, you can't be losing your head, bro. Like, you're you're a center, def- uh, you know, center back. You should have a little bit more discipline there, but he lost his head. He went, you know, straight for the face and uh, gets red carded. Um, but thankfully, Raul Jimenez scores uh, a goal that gives us a little bit of a cushion. And uh, Mexico are in first place of the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers with 14 points. They have yet to taste defeat. Four victories, two draws, and their next three games will be on the road. So should we be concerned? How do we feel about Tata's nah. performance so far? It's 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 what um, I wanted to say to what was expected, but I know fans were expecting this team to bulldoze through the whole uh, qualifiers um but i i think just g- given given his whole stint it, it's pretty in line with what he has been doing so i'm not i'm not surprised i don't know why people were some fans were fearing the you know we're not going to the world cup Bit a bit exaggerated there uh the the commentary I've read is not people, you know, worried about the World Cup uh, as far as the tent of qualifying to it. It's more like 
we're not looking very impressive. And and the reason is because uh, Tata's, I think his first few games, you know, he was still the shiny brand new car with a new car smell. <laughs> and, but, uh, but, you know, but but, and, and, yeah, let me finish. And, uh, and, and he was basically showing us like the new way Mexico was, it was the three G's all over again, you know, and yeah, now rely <laughs> No reality setting in, and and it's not gonna be so easy. It's not always gonna be pretty, you know. Yeah, but when hasn't that been the case? Where you know, and I think the media pushes this narrative because the team's not playing well during a Molero or during qualifiers. Oh, well, you know, if they're playing like this now, how are they gonna play at the World Cup? And you see this play off time and time again, and then you see that it doesn't really matter once the World Cup comes. It's a whole other tournament. It's a, it's a completely different ball game. And, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of players yeah. end up showing up. I mean, like just for example, you know, it was one of the reasons Bora Milutinovic got sacked. You know, uh, his, was, sec- his second stint. You Joey, know, with, with wait, wait, just really quick. No, thank you for bringing that up because I was a I was a but to point out that hey, he could still qualify and he could still get sacked. You know, before the yeah. World Cup, he, like it's two different two two different events here going on. Mm. Well, you know what, and I wasn't thinking of that, but you are correct, and it's happened. Um, so that that happened to Bora, to Belibor, you know, and they bring in La Puente, and La Puente, his results going into the World Cup, they were abysmal. Team looked bad, um, and it was like you, you know. But once once the team got to France. It was some of the, the most exciting games we've seen of La Selección at the World Cup. So it means that's it, you know, I, I think people put too much stock in this in these games. Uh, they should see the overall overall results, overall performance, not just oh they couldn't beat this, you know, El Salvador team that's pretty weak sauce and that's so we suck. <laughs> you know, stuff. <laughs> Stuff like that, and it, it gets exaggerated uh, all the time. Uh, even, like, I remember, like, 2014, Brazil World Cup, Mexico's playing Croatia, and they had, um, they're like, oh, Croatia's going to, you know, they're going to wash Max. They have Rakitic, and they have, uh, how's that dude from Real Madrid? Modric. Modric. Said, oh, yeah, they stand no chance with that midfield. And dude, Gallito showed that, up. That he striker. fucking bossed him and um, fucking Max ended up uh, winning that game. Mazujic? yep. Hey, isn't Croatia the team that, that made the final four years later? Or, or my they did. Game? They did, but I'm saying. With I'm a population saying, of 4 million. Uruguay <laughs> yeah, has what? Two? Three. That's Jolie's neighborhood out there in South LA. I don't. <laughs> oh, that's right. He moved. He moved. He moved. Yeah, but still, you know, it's it's not putting too much stock in some of these things because then in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of times they don't really matter. Uh, you know, I think El Salvador seeing the game, they're being resultadistas. They're just playing not to get, you know, not to get washed, not to get destroyed. To see where I think it works for them. The other teams haven't been that consistent. I hey. didn't see the Canada. I think they were losing when I saw it, and I didn't see if they how they finished. What, what uh, Joey? What? Uh, 
I, I'm sorry, Jaime, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, wasn't the, the Bora firing also a, a media, you know, a yeah, media it was. campaign to get, to get uh, La Puente in there again? Yeah, it was. It, it was. Um, they would they would say that all oh, the, the stadium was chanting Fuera Bora and they would they would concentrate on one small section. Uh, and like the three people that brought banners. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, I wanted to see him. And old dude ends up, he still ends up going to the World Cup, which was in France. And he took Nigeria and they, they beat Spain with, uh, that Spain team was one of the favorites. And they had a really good deep team. And then uh, it's kind of sad what happened after that. <laughs> he sort of, beating them was like a curse. You know, he, he talks in an interview how the, they didn't want to listen to him after that. And Jay was like, oh, we caught this. And I think, wait, I think this Nigeria was the same that had, maybe not the whole squad, but a lot of those players that had won the Olympics, right? With, with, in Atlanta, when they beat Brazil. No idea. Anyone? <laughs> okay. Bueller, I, I don't I'm, remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'll ask, I'll ask Google, but I think, <laughs> I think they had won it in 96, so now they're, you know, they just they went to their heads, and then the team ended up not not doing too good. And yeah, it was I think, very I think they had talented a team that year. They so did. They were they had some old uh, old veterans, but I think they had a lot of a lot of youngsters uh, on that squad. I think the whole squad was old because I remember another interview. I forgot the dude because then like after that sort of plummeted, and he was saying how if they knew the real ages, you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, Nigeria won the '96 Olympics. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they won. Which they could have won it with overage players. And we all know about <laughs> we all know about birth certificates from <laughs> like it's like questionable. You well, know? it was it was a really big thing, you know, for years, especially from the African teams. And then uh, it it got to the point where FIFA changed the rules for for youth because clubs used to be able to bring youth. And then you ended up with all these like homeless kids in Europe because mm. they would like the club would release them and then the, the their agent would just leave them over there. And so that's crazy. Imagine some homeless kid that was at Inter for like a year and I was trying to play cascaritas for so, coins or something. Kind of bring it back to the Solidarian game. What, what's up with the banners? Al Mundial no vamos, pero a México sí le ganamos. Like, oh, that's old. That's old stuff, man. But they still have that banner. I'm like, I don't understand. They haven't gone to the work. <laughs> <laughs> They're still struggling. It's not coming that. down, dude. They're like the atlas of, of the, of, you know, the hexagonal, the octagonal now. I saw a comment. Uh, el equipo de El Salvador parece un equipo dominguero que se hidrata con caguamas. Yeah, hey, weren't you guys talking about that? That they, they all look like they have beer bellies. That was young. But the follow-up comment was like, no wonder Gulli loved it over there. Oh, yeah, Gulli. Some funny shit. Gulli played for Fast, man. He, he must have had a great time. Now he's in, uh, I think he's in Guatemala now. No, those guys are fit. I, I think it must have been the shirt. I don't think they're... I'm just watching the clear fat dudes. Anti-wa. He's at Antigua, Guatemala. Which fun fact, Guatemala currently has more coaches in their league uh that are Mexican than the Mexican league. What's up with that? Hey Jolie. 
Care to explain that one? <laughs> yeah, man. We, you, you Mexicans, you hate, you hate your Hugo Sanchez said it, man. The crabs, <laughs> the barrel of crabs, you'll pull them down. I don't know, man. The league, the fans. I don't know how it happened, but they just don't like. They don't like a Mexican coach. They'll, you know, they won't respect um, my boy Buse with the nickname like King Midas. No respect for my Chiyarmanos. None whatsoever. Not even Tena. They even hated that guy. And he was a gold medal. You know, that that didn't that didn't matter. Uh, when when uh, Nacho was at America, he had a lot, you know, he, he got a lot of hate from Americanistas. I remember when they announced like uh, the Twitter and on Twitter, the club announced that he was sacked and it was bad, dude. I can't even repeat some of that stuff that you the know, fans were saying. It's, it's just, I don't know, man. That, that's a lame excuse. <clears throat> What's a, a lame a pretty, excuse? That's a saying that they're, that they're, that they get hate from fans. Like that's a well, lame because, excuse. No, it's not no, an excuse listen. for failure. I'm saying that from it's, the get-go, there's no trust. People don't like the Mexican coach or the own Mexican fans don't like him. That's not. I'm not making dude, excuses that, for not having a good season. If anything, I think it's more. Uh, I mean, you could say, hey, it, it's the promotores, like uh, you know, the clubs has deals with certain promoters, blah blah blah. But I mean, these Mexican coaches have those same promoters. That's how they keep landing these jobs over and over again. I think yeah, I think but, more, it's, I think, but it's to me, it's the front offices looking at at the at the coaches and be like, you know what? There's really no interesting prospects, like nothing new out there from these coaches. They're old, they're recycled. We know we know what we got with them. Let's try this guy. You know, now that there's no uh, how do you say? Uh, you know, it could cut both ways. But now that there's there's pretty much no risk to trying a, a trying out like a completely new idea or a unknown coach. Like they're doing it with foreigners that have a the same thing they've been doing with the foreign players with with yeah, you know, but guys see, with, see, with you the all these the foreigners come from abroad, and exactly. when you see all these players that are from Mexico, they 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 will rather do broadcasting, and there's a reason why a lot of them would not. Well, they don't want to. And in Brody, you know, we talked about this yesterday. How why Campos said he didn't want a coach in Mexico, and then yeah, we but, just saw it recently with a. For, for every Jorge Campos, you you got a a Profe Cruz or a Jaime Lozano. So the guys are out there, you know. You got the Gonzalo Pinedas. I think I think the biggest problem, and we talked about this before, is, is uh, the coaching curriculum and the, the coaching development. Like you you know you you got this this guy or this this YouTuber. What's what was the name that you guys always throw around? Uh, Rhymers or Reamers? They got a coaching license. <laughs> A professional one, like it still I mean, stings, huh, Juan? It, huh? No, I mean, <laughs> look, if, if you want to say that your license, your your coaching license system is a joke, like that's a perfect example right there, where you got this uh, this Instagrammer, YouTuber, influencer, you know, getting her, you know, getting her. That, coaching that doesn't make that and, and doesn't saying, hey, mean. Look at me, I'm I'm ready. Put me on Chivas, you know, like. Well, you you gotta go and and do it, but. That's the school is the same. You go to school, you show up, you do your work, and you'll get, you know, you get, yeah. But you, I mean, Jolie, like if you look at the European licensing system, you know, it's a little tiered, and it also like it, it's just a different process. You know, you get you work you work at a club, you get an internship, and it, it's just a totally different uh, uh, system. 
and you have to continue continue getting uh you know licensing for it i i think i think they need to look at that and bring and bring that system over here or or even partner with the u.s on that i mean they're partnering with them on everything else right so you're saying u.s has better licensing I think they're going in the right direction. I don't. Mm. I don't know. I would. I mean, their requirements are more demanding. I'll tell you that much. I mean, you're not gonna have no YouTuber with, with zero experience like just get a license. That sounds like hate. I mean, no, it's not, dude. I mean, dude, this is like, Player, like if, you have a, if, if you want to be an engineer, you want to be an architect, you gotta go through the educational system. You gotta get your you know you get your experience then you go get your 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 stamp certified by the state you know you pass the architectural board or the engineering board actually uh uh i forget exactly what the name of the board is but there's a there's a qualified exam you have to take to be a professional engineer with your engineering stamp for you know and then there's one for like uh structural engineering uh architects have their own uh, exam that they have to take So, I mean, it's in every other professional environment that you do go through the system. You know, you don't have YouTubers saying, oh, I'm going to be an engineer, I'm going to be an architect, come buy my plans. Like, it doesn't really work like that anywhere. Yeah, but, you know, it's a little bit different in Mexico. And, uh, I mean, that's why we are the way we are. Haven't progressed in, uh, at least in my lifetime. It's always been around a 16 exit for me, so... I'm, for me, look, I'm treating this as a separate tournament from the World Cup. The way Mexico plays and the form that they're in isn't necessarily going to translate to the big dance. Uh, by all means necessary, get the results, get the points, especially on the road, and uh, obviously keep keep the players healthy. I don't know if it's arrogant for me to say this, but I don't know if we should be taking our best to you know El Salvador, man. We should be taking our like domestic team because... Uh, you don't want to see these players get banged up, man. They have to go back to Europe, and then, and then the 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 Cubs won't release them anymore. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. That's like thinking that any team can go down there and then they're just gonna roll over. And we've they've gotten results over Mex before, so it's not like I, I don't know. We we tend to see these teams being more weak than they actually are. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what happened with the States, right? They underestimated Panama and up losing on Sunday. And then their first game, uh, the first game of their qualifier, they got a draw uh, against El Salvador. So I get it, you know, yeah. not underestimating your opponent. It's Yeah. You, we would, you know, it's like, I, I've seen this joke. Hey, hold on, hold on. El equipo de todos is no longer in the lead. Um, um... They lost the lead a while back. Uh, Juan, you, oh, I you, thought they rec- no. I, I mean, I saw they lost it, but I thought they're back on top. Nah. They wanted it. No, we're uh, we're no, at- Mexico would have had to lose them yeah. or drawn. Um, no, not even a draw, they had to lose. No, USA is uh, second place with 11 points, Mexico has 14, Canada has 10, Panama has eight. Yeah, would the, the joke used to be uh, they should throw an average person into the Olympics just so we could see, you know. How how they would rate against you know, the athletes? <laughs> no, it's true, man. You should throw throw a regular dude into one of these qualifiers. You know, a, a cascarita legend. Throw throw them in there. See how they they're gonna do. These guys are still. You, you, they want, might... a, you want a forty year old dude <laughs> up in there with a twenty young 
20 year olds hey, was, a youngster then i'll throw a 25 year old do that on know. uh i'll do the end and they were actually joking around like you gotta go like this makes you want to go on the field and show them how to cross the ball because you know the states weren't <laughs> crossing the ball correctly and uh i just started yeah. i started laughing because you know these well, dudes, yeah, they, Joey, joey's gonna gonna fracture his spleen or something bro <laughs> no. man. Don't 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 put those demands on him no more. But see, there's the thing. A lot of times you don't you don't know what the field condition is like. You know, some a lot of times uh, they they wet the field. You don't know that the you know how how Otra it's. Vez with the busting out the paraguas, Jolie. It's not paraguas. <laughs> we're not, we're not playing. playing on a bumpy pitch with holes. Like you had to you had to chase the golfers. The gophers off the field, you know. <laughs> you had dogs. He played barefoot kicking a coconut. Yeah, bro. Like you're complaining about the field quality when you're playing barefoot kicking coconuts. No, but have you ever have you ever kicked uh, <laughs> one of those one of those balls? Because they're not like the they're not like those uh soccer balls you use, Juan. Well they, they put helium in them, so they're actually Yeah, they're wait, is that true? Fast. They go fast, dude. They is go, that true? Yes, it is, sir. Oh, yeah. you ever... All right, so hey, you're you're in the pitch, dude. Next time you see a ball, just just kick it. No, because uh, I've been when, when you're taking photos, just huh? Uh, so like when I was a kid, and I used to go to like the games live. I noticed that the ball would like float in the air a little bit longer than I've ever yeah. seen it. And then um, I was taking photos of uh, the Quakes like uh, warming up, and uh, at the at the stadium, there's no barrier between the photographers and the pitch. So I got tagged with one of those balls, like pretty hard, man. I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> and uh, helium or not, it still fucking hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, it, it can I, make I, it I think difficult. The still the same. The, the air pressure should still be the, you know, the should be still be the same. It's just different effect when it's in the air and stuff. Huh? What's that brand? It starts with an M. Mitre. Mitre. Or is it Mitre? That's what I played with. Heavy, and if it got wet, it made it even. Yeah. You could get a concussion from hitting that ball. <laughs> is it, isn't that they the, would, the, they the would last, dude. Those balls would last long. That's the Liga Mix brand, no? Or it used to be? Nah. Yeah, but I had to. I had. To, I think it, it was. But I had that to keep one. Though. That, that's a UK because, brand, Mitre. I think they were though, because they've had. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I know for a while they had like a. The official ball of Liga MX. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think like in the 90s, dude. Maybe. I, I've always known it as Voight. Yeah, that, they were for a long time, too. Yeah. I don't even... I haven't heard of them in... A, in... Uh, Mitre was the official ball for the MLS when it first started. But I don't know about Liga MX. <laughs> Anyways, I might be confusing. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to double check that. We'll have the intern. Uh, don't we have an intern now working? We'll have the intern double check that. He's he's does Beto, but he's he's watching. He's, he's wa- watching Chicharro he's play. He's watching Chicharro play Call, uh, of Call of Duty on Twitch. <laughs> you, so, you think we're joking, but we're not. You <laughs> might think we're joking, but he actually does watch. Chicharro plays Warzone while and while you know instead of you know yeah. getting fit for the national team and yep. and Beto instead of coming on the podcast he's watching Cheech. Yep, that's no, right. No, dude, not even fit for the national team. That's when he was at the Galaxy and he was just he was just ass and 
<laughs> he couldn't score for like what ten games. Well, and, uh, last he year was, he only scored two goals his entire season. Yeah, and, yeah. but he, he got like how many kills? <laughs> his yeah. kill ratio was better. He's getting well, paid well, millions of dollars. He doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore. That's well, the life. Know. See how can you hate? Who who wouldn't want to do that? You land a job. You're secured for four years, and you're you're just playing Call of Duty. Hey, Jolly, I, I heard you're a trophy chaser now, though. I, I always been. See, I, I just showed him tough love. I mean, I mean, I mean, Juan, I showed him tough love. I, I think Chiva fans are too, too forgiving. And and. It's it's funny because we were talking about him right before he went on his bender. We, we were talking about how it was like San Jose was like his last his last chance to like prove, you know, prove what he has. Because no no Liga MX team was trying to get him. So it's like if he returns to Max from Liga MX with his tail between his legs, you're more likely to see him in a. Liga de Ascenso or one Guatemala. of those new <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yeah, and uh, yeah, but Jolie calls the uh, what uh, the Guatemala League uh, up and up and coming league now too. No, I didn't. Without, man. That's just you guys hating. That, that's just you that's proving right. my point earlier. <laughs> Wait, where are you discrediting the league now, man? I'm not discrediting. I just never said. You know, I just want more max. Coaches playing wherever they can. Yeah. Representation one. We're heading back to Liga MX this weekend. We didn't really cover match week 12, uh, a week in which Atlas uh, beat Chivas 1-0. Thanks to some refereeing, Iran Mir got sent off within the first 14 minutes. And uh, they end up winning the match 1-0. Later on, Gudinho and I think Alexis Vega hopped on social media and said uh, said some words. And then they got a little bit of backlash for, for complaining. Um, and then uh, I went to go cover them. They played in LA against uh, FAS. They ended up drawing 0-0. And then they were supposed to play in San Jose. Uh, but there was a shooting involved in the Cruz Azul game. Uh, so they decided to do it behind uh, closed doors. And then Chivas ended up uh, beating Leon 3-1. Uh, so Michel's kind of redeemed himself there. Still no news on a new coach. However, there are rumors. It, it was a closed door Molero, though. I mean, yeah, Cruz Azul could have sent the water boys and the utility staff to play two No, it was uh, it was Leon. It was Leon. Leon, there you go. That, that. Um but there's a rumor about Van Chip returning to coach Chivas. Oh. He's currently coach of Greece. Uh they caught him on on a post match conference and they asked him about it and he says uh, he can't comment on it which basically pretty much the cat's out of the bag like they have approached him for the job. No, they haven't. Jaime, come on! You, you, yeah, how can I, you believe this stuff? I, I think it's a. It, it could be his. Uh, his agent kind of. Yeah, you're during, finally during paying water, attention to me, Juan. Muddy, muddy in the water, so uh, Greece will. Yes. Know, fork out a little more money. Oh. Well, his contract with Greece. His contract with Greece going off the transfer market is until March. 
Okay. Yeah. So I think they're allowed to negotiate six months, uh, six months uh, before it ends. It's, or at least that's, yeah. what the, that's what I see the players so, doing. So basically, it's like, why would Chivas go after a coach? That, then again, that, I mean, it, the team did not play bad under him. Like they, they look good. You know, he was only he only had like a few months on the job, and they, they were looking good. It didn't, I but mean, I mean, they, what was like, the point of discussing it when when the odds of that well, are uh, pretty you know, nil? Marcus Lugo, uh, uh, you know, kind of a journeyman, and he was he, he, the playing under Van Cheap, uh, he actually got that guy back on the on the national team. Remember, he got called up to the uh, I think was it the the Gold Cup under Chepo and a few games. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, let's see what's in it for Van Chip. Why would he leave a national team in Europe to come into Chivas that are like might not even make Liguilla? Because of money, I'm sure that they could offer him more money than he's making. Yeah, at, money, but, at but for how long? It's not I mean, like Chivas guarantees a, you a two-year job. He, he would be there for what six months. Well, so I mean, it's. Imagine, I mean, how the Chivas job goes, he's there for three months. He still gets paid out. Three years of salary, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, they've had to pay out Dena and Vucetic. They had to pay him out for the rest of their contract. So well, they're, they're still, yeah, they're probably still paying Dena. That's why it doesn't make sense. Um, and we're going off of what Pelias said, that Dena's contracts were yearly. So basically, he still had contract until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I... I guess that's what he means by yearly, you know, year by year, season by season, um, you know, or whatever months are left. And anyway, so they have, they have to pay that out. doesn't make sense that Chivas now it's going to go after a coach that is tied to a contract and, and have to buy that contract out. And yeah. also if you're, if you're a coach of like, like, you know, like, like, um, like Van Chib where he's in Europe where if he does a decent job, that will help him more than if he returns to Max. It, at this point, it will be a step back in his career. Uh, the timelines don't really line up anyways because he's not available until March, so he wouldn't come in until, you know, next year. Uh, yeah, but why? This uh, doesn't make sense, man. Eh? I mean, look. What's look, that? He's, He's in Greece. He he could probably from there make the jump to a Euro club. Maybe. And he goes to Max. It's he... sort of like he's going backwards. I mean, look at what happened to Almeida. He won what five five campeonatos. What what offer did he get, Juan? <laughs> what uh, what, oh, oh, what EPL team about... did he end up in? Hold on, hold on. Let me check if Almeida's in the the Guatemala league. Hold on, give me a second. You're asking me where he's at, right? Um, yeah, I was saying, what offers did he get? Oh, oh, what offers did he get? Well, remember when he punked uh, Hugo Sanchez? When Hugo's all like, hey, your your boy is trying to place you at, at the national team. So, But, you know, I was trying to look up the prospects for the Greece national team, whether Van Chip is, is exceeding expectations or, um, or he's kind of, uh, you know, so so with the team. And yeah. I'm I'm having trouble finding the standings, but my maybe my my Google searches are kind of skewed by that's, see, that's by all the can. by all the links you send me, Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> so let me yeah, go just, in here. 
That's the, it just doesn't make sense. I think the media has been just attacking Chivas, pushing, promoting their own people. They were going with Almeida for a while. Now they jump to Van Chip. I don't know what's... Well, they were pushing Leaño too, right? Or Leaño's the Ekran. They, pushed, they Ekran. did push them hard. And then um, they did it also with... Um, they were trying to do it to a Maori, right? They were saying, oh, the new guy that's going to take over the presidency for Chivas. And Amari made a statement of like, hey, that's, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Stop trying to uh, sort of <laughs> call them out. out. Yeah, so I mean, I do think there's promoters involved. I had been saying it for a while. They was like, just trying to get their foot in the door. Trying to be like, hey, I, I could put an end to all this madness. All right, so check this out. Greece is in Group B of UEFA. Uh-huh. And you have Sweden, Spain. Oof. Uh, Sweden is in first place uh, with five wins, one loss. Uh, Spain is in second, four wins, a loss, and a draw. And then you have Greece, two wins, three draws, and a loss. And the other two teams are Georgia and Kosovo. So uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure the details on the UEFA qualifying, but I imagine the first place makes the... First place well, I think it's the to... I think it's the first two teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because they increased the number of teams going to the World Cup. Oh, that's right. This is the what the first World Cup with like 48 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so now more and more, it's more so, inclusive. So he's got a good chance of making the World Cup with Greece. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna I, go I think, to Chivas, right? I I, I think. <laughs> Was that you? T- I hear. I hear what you said. I'm sorry. I'm saying that's why he's 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 uh, you know considering going to Guadalajara because you know yeah he would rather be at Liga MX. That's with... not happening. That's not happening. You're right. I mean, if I, you can make if you can go to the World Cup, you know, I'm sure the Chivas contract will still be there once he the World Cup ends. You know, it those just are rumors, and I, it's kind of sad for me seeing my Chi hermanos get all excited. And it's, it just, I was like, are they even really paying attention to what's going on? I mean, you still have Pelais. Has Pelais ever brought in someone from outside Liga MX or someone that he doesn't know, have like a straight connection with? I think we're just, uh, we're just chasing tennis balls, man. Whatever they're throwing at us, we're just chasing because, you know, we're hungry. (laughs) We're we're just looking for anything. Thirsty, man. Because I mean, it's Micheliano, and he hasn't really. I mean, he's the intern, you know. He's he's just a caretaker. But we need we need a plan, you know. The team's not playing well. You lose to Atlas. You're gonna have Toluca on Sunday. It's just like we need we need to qualify, and uh, we need a coach. It's it's bad. I I sort of like with this happening. I I lost some faith in the club because I really thought that Pelaez was gonna. That they were going to hand him the reins, dude. So and I feel that totally that that was the that was the straw that that broke the camel's back for you. (laughs) It is because it's 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 a waste. It was not just getting rid of him. It's sort of like saying we don't trust this process. It was. It was. We're we're going to pull the rug from under you. The merry-go-rounds. The merry-go-rounds. The rug. I said the rug. The rug, pull the rug from under him, you know. No, no, and but it, I'm telling you, all the coaching merry-go-rounds like that didn't do it for you. 
No, because what I'm talking about when when he came back uh, in. We're talking about, right? about Pelaz's uh, tenure. Yeah, what are you talking about? The new hope. No. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just it's you have to wonder what's going back there, and, and all the news coming out. So there's probably like some some type of struggle, and it could be from from even within the club. You know, if if there was talk of of replacing. Oh. From within the ownership group, you mean the? Yeah, from within the ownership group. Yeah, and it sucks because it ends up affecting the team. Juan, I think you have uh, your speaker on. I could hear myself. Uh, yeah, I probably do, dude. I don't have a headset. I'm sorry. Oh, no. just when you don't talk, just mute yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. I, I'm just oh, okay. I'm, I've been focusing on your voice. Now I got mem- mesmerized. My bad. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying it's it's sort of sad because the team was it was not playing spectacular, but it was at least becoming a bit more consistent. They had already, you know, achieved some things that they weren't they were finishing at least eighth, ninth, compared to finishing seventeenth, fifteenth, fourteenth. And you know, I guess it's not enough for the fans, but I think fans a lot of times they they don't see past, you know, just the game. There's all these things happening. And so it's it was kind of like, well, the team's at least now going into Liguilla. No more five seasons in a row with no Liguilla. They're at least, you know, in Liguilla. And it, it's it's sort of like, oh, well, this, this, we could do better. And it's like, well, where is that coming from? Because they haven't done better. So it's it's just disappointing. You know, I, I think uh, ever since uh, ever since Vergara took the club, there's always been this lack of stability. But Jolie, are those rumors true about uh, Michel, Luis Michel, and Pato uh, Araujo with uh, with Fuentes? Did Ramos, the Ramos ever comment on those? Oh, I never. I haven't heard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Juan. Oh, they were feeding info to her. You know Fuentes, uh, Vergara's wife? They were feeding info to her. Well, the reason I ask is... Oh, Angelica. Angelica. Yeah, that, yeah that. maybe they picked up a curse, dude. She They cursed the club by messing with the owner's wife. They she, Eiffel Towered her, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that was, I, but that was before. That was like... That was part of what started it. Once uh, Vergara married, he married Angelica, and then she actually owned... She owned like a, some stock in the team, but then after the whole, you know, funneling money and all that, they they took they took a lot of her her you know, they took away like her ownership of of the team and and uh, and also with Only Life, but but he, she has two daughters with with uh, she had two daughters with with Vergara. And of course, they're part of the, the inheritance. So I think she's fighting for at least to control or something. But she's still there in the mix. She's still trying to get something, you know. Um, there's a quote from Jesus Angulo saying that uh, La verdad, estamos muy cómodos con él, con el sistema y con su cuerpo técnico 
sobre ideas frescas. Creo que él tiene ideas muy buenas que si llevamos a cabo nos pueden llevar a conseguir buenos resultados. Al terminar el torneo, uh, vamos a terminar el torneo con la ma mejor manera. No pensamos en un cambio. So, he's happy with uh, Leaño. He's happy with the system, his fresh ideas. And uh, they don't want him to leave. At least Angulo doesn't want him to leave. You know, as the standings are as of the of this weekend, uh, Chivas is in 12th place, so they would make the... Repechaje. Um, the repechaje. They would still make it. For Liguilla, which is not, you know, I think that was the same situation last time, right? They they didn't make the first day. They made, what, ninth, ninth they, or 10th? They made ninth, and then they lost to uh, Pachuca in the yes, repechaje. They, they, they should have finished eighth, though. The league gifted... Gifted Atlas with, with yeah. three three goals and three points. I mean, we can we can go back to every game that every team played and see who who lost points and who gained points based on. No, but those were gifted decisions. off off those, of the yeah. Off of the that field. was a real bullshit technicality that Atlas uh, got overturned because the game yeah. they played the game and then after the fact they decided to award them three points. So yeah, because because America had a player that wasn't registered in the bench who didn't play. Didn't even play, but he was on the he was on the 18 of that day. He was on the bench. I he think was just on the for bench. the first half. I think. Yeah, they, the then they put him day. in el palco, but by then the seeker got out, and yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, Chivas are in 12th with 14 points, and they played Toluca, who have had a great season, uh, and they're in third place. So I mean, it's it's gonna be a tough gig. And uh, I think the goal for Chivas right now, now that they fired Busetich, is just to uh, to ride this out and uh, you know try to get into the the top twelve and and see if they can squeeze their way into Liguilla. But I mean, this reeks of failure, and I think Pelas should take a little bit more responsibility for that. Yeah, I I honestly thought he would have uh, stepped aside. Yeah, me too. Because it it does it, all this stuff going on, it's falling on him, and uh, there still seems to be a dispute whether they bring a coach or not. And so he could have just been like, "All right, do your thing," you know, like just finish it up then and and see what happens. I do think he's he's one of those. You know he's kind of on the outs. I think if he were to leave Chivas, he wouldn't. He wouldn't find a job. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those suicide missions. You know, if you fail at Chivas, your career basically goes on a but downward trajectory. I don't, I, don't, I don't think just. I don't think it would be just the whole failing at Chivas. The more so, he's never really been like. Connected to promoters, and you had Busetich in one of his interviews after leaving. He talked about how he hasn't been able to coach many teams because, you know, he hasn't gave given into that. And so I do think that's a big, a big, you know, problem. And, and there also we've talked about how does a club go? What is it? Three seasons now they can't buy a player. Yeah, hey, hey, you know. And, uh, Busetich kind of loses uh, 
more street cred with Chivas fans because he was praising America. I think last week saying they're they're the last uh, big team that's run well or something, you know. But it, it really seemed like he's taking a little like a little jab uh, at the Chivas uh, faithful that wanted him out. That's kind of how I, how I kind of interpreted it. But I mean, is he lying? <laughs> Chivas uh, hasn't been run well in like what? 50 years, yeah, but 60 I think maybe. if you're just coming, like, the, the timing of, of the statement. Yeah, but if know, they're asking him, off, like, if they're asking him, like, it's not it, like he just went on and tweeted it. It, it sounds like, it sounds like sour, sour grapes, you know, like, uh, you know, you just broke up with your girl, like, oh, is that other chick hotter? Oh, yeah, she's way hotter. My, my. Well, I can't blame him. I can't blame <laughs> yeah, him. I, to me, it's like, you know, your butt hurt, sour grapes. That's how it reads to me. But, you know. What I don't get is we have a team, Newcastle United, being bought out by, you know, these uh, Saudi princes for $400 million. And I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? We can't attract that kind of foreign buyout for Chivas? What no. is up with that, man? Because there's no money. Your EPL, the TV contract gets you a lot of money. Um, you know, if uh, I forgot how many billions or millions it's, each club gets, you know, just from the TV deal, which is league wide, you know, and that, that doesn't exist in Mexico. It's every club for themselves. I don't and, think it's it, the, but the money's not in the revenue. It's going to be in, in the value that Newcastle uh, increases. No, but in it's, it's in TV and the, sponsorships. Yeah, but, huh? yeah, and then the if they make. Owner, Jolie, the new owner is going to invest in the club first before they even. Uh, yes, but he's still money. making. So they're not going to see a return on their investment for a long time. Yeah, no, but, but like, they still, but still, the amount of money they could make. So based from, on the, from TV deals and even like Champions League, yeah, but Jolie, to a Champions. Jolie, all the money they could make, they're going to use the financial fair play rules to reinvest back in the club. Okay, that's yeah, gonna, but see, that's but see, we're comparing to why go to a Newcastle and a Chivas. Because you're not going to make anywhere near what they make at Newcastle. Yeah, but they're not going to make money for the next probably five seasons. They're going to, every dime they make, they're going to they're gonna use as much as they can to, to buy players, to invest yes, in but, players. But it's still gonna, the there's still going to be more value. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm saying. Like the, the money in, in that purchase is on the increase in value that Newcastle is going to see from having the, these rich owners... Uh, you know, throw money into the club. Yeah, but like I mean, Man like, the, the amount of money a, they will spend on, like, one player, they could buy, like, a Mexican all-star team and put them in Chivas, and they'll probably... And they, they and, pro- and would they still win the league? <laughs> they, I mean, they'll, they'll have every every tool available to win the league, and then you got the league's cup, and then, you know, it's just one of those things where... It's just, it baffles me that... The cup. <laughs> I know, I'm, like, stretching it here, but I'm like, what I'm saying is, like, this is Blue the middle. biggest... This is easily the the biggest club in North America, and like how that doesn't attract like a foreign investor is beyond like I don't understand. Maybe it's because Mexico's crazy and and cutthroat, and maybe they just don't know the the politics. Well, well these guys, these, these no, the, it, the new owner is the king of uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Or it's it's his uh, fund or something. I have no idea. I, at least what I understood is there, there's a connection with uh, was that guy Bin Salman. Yeah, but I mean, they're not, the whole league would have to be 
at another level for that to happen. And it's, again, it's tied to TV. It's just not happening in Max anytime soon. So you're not going to see that, you know, that's why you kind of haven't seen that. The investors that have came in are just smaller, like on the smaller side. I well, guess. There was, there was rumors that uh, Carlos Slim wanted to buy Chivas for a bit. but That was years ago, yeah. But that were, and uh, Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> she, the, I remember there's a Forbes interview with, with Angelica Fuentes. She wanted $600 million for the... For the team back then, yeah, she didn't even own it though. Yeah, I, but I wonder, like, they must have had like uh, people approach them uh, and asking, like, "Hey, we're really interested in the club," and so they started to jack, started throwing around that price, like, "Okay, well, give us six hundred million, you know." Uh, hey, uh, on the on the Newcastle, so the the takeover is by this. Uh, uh, it's. This uh, is Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, which is uh, their the king of uh, Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. He's the chair of PIF oh. of that fund. So, I mean, basically, he owns the club. We have uh, YouTube comments from our number one fan, Ricardo, saying uh, one team is English and they're playing the Premier League, and the other team plays in Liga Mekis. That's why no foreign owner wants Chivas. <laughs> And uh, Saudis won't get attention by owning a Liga MX team. They want the spotlight on them, and Premier gives them that. Yeah, I mean, it's a higher higher profile league, you know, no doubt. I get it. Uh, do you remember that uh, that jersey sales uh, number I brought it up once? I think I linked it to you guys in chat. They had Chivas, uh, like, at 2.6 million uh, jersey sales for the year. And that actually... That topped a lot of uh, a lot of clubs, even even the European ones. That's in uh, just the United States or, or North America or where? Or well, just... well, it had the global numbers for all the clubs. Oh, okay. But it's just, I mean, I guess jersey sales is only one one number. And yeah. Or one part of the equation. You still got the the TV revenue and the the stadium revenue. You know. Yeah. The TV re- the TV re- revenue you can't compare. Yeah. I'm actually curious to see how much Telemundo is paying them and uh, how much they're making off of uh, Chivas TV. <laughs> yeah, not, not much. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's three bucks a month, bro. Is I it? I don't know why you guys aren't I thought it was like seven or something. Not, it went, not, it went down. Not with this fuckery going on. They're not, they're not getting a penny from me, Juwan. Man, yeah. So I was at the at the friendly here at the bank, and I uh, was surprised to see Amaury and Pelas in attendance. And they gave uh, Ramon Morales, who was signing autographs before the game, they gave him a little plaque uh, to honor him. And uh, yeah, it was a little little nice gesture there. But uh, I was just surprised to see them. Like, wh- what's the owner and and the director doing at a friendly? In Los Angeles. Bisneando, I'm guessing. And then also, there uh, might be a coincidence or not, but the game that Chivas won uh, in San Jose, uh, you know, people are joking around saying that uh, 
Matias was whispering things to Leano the whole time. <laughs> he was actually the one coaching the team out there on on that Saturday since they were in his hometown. But yeah, it's one of those things. I did want to have a little bit of a rant about Cruz Azul and their their fuckery, as Joel likes to say. Um, that friendly that they had on Thursday, San Jose, and uh, yeah, one of the fans decided to to jump on the field and sucker punch a, a San Jose Earthquakes player. And then Chris Wanolowski got him in a headlock and they escorted him off the field. And then after the game, there was a shooting in the parking lot. And uh, it's not the first time there's been violence at this uh, venue. America and Atlas played each other a couple uh, months ago. And same thing, fights in the parking lot. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where there's violence. There's always violence at these games and, you have this, uh, I this you know sort of propaganda to try and get Liga Mekis to join forces with MLS. This uh, is the is this the same venue that uh, they had the Bola Roja. It's the same venue, right? What's that? The when Mex lost to Chile. Yeah, when Mexico lost to Chile. No, like... um, that was at the Forty Nine er Stadium in uh, Santa Clara. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the earthquakes actually played a a soccer specific stadium that fits about 18,000 fans right next to the uh, airport. So super. Right, ne- yeah. There's a stadium I went to in, uh, in North Carolina. It was in San Jose uh-huh. or no, it was in Santa Clara. I oh, okay. Now. It was in Santa Clara, but uh, when Mexico played uh, Chile, I want to say it was Iceland right before, or one of the last games before the world cup. Oh yeah. I was at that game. Yeah. Is that, that's the, um, Levi Stadium. That's a that's a fo- American football stadium. That's where the 49ers play. Yeah. Hold up. So the, they're called the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. But they, but they don't play in San Francisco. No, they play in Santa Clara. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just checking my notes here. <laughs> I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that down. Yeah. I got you. It's like how they call do they call the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or, or is that no longer? That's Jolie's team. Oh, okay. Because I know they used to call them like the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, or they they still had to keep Los Angeles in the name. But I don't know if that's still true. <laughs> yeah, Jolie, uh, he supports the Angels now because I think yeah, they're I one watch. of the few Latino owners in in all of sports, right? The guy still. Owns I don't them. watch. I don't watch baseball. <laughs> I don't pretty watch any other sport. Just just football. But yeah, those guys. Uh, they they added Los. When this guy bought him, I think a few years after he he added Los Angeles Angels of of uh, Anaheim. To yeah. Name. Uh, Ricardo says Amari uses the Chivas jersey cash to fund his next indie film and to keep Omni Life afloat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know Amari's passion is in film and cinema. That's why we had the. Uh, Achieve us on Amazon Prime, which there is no word if there's going to be a second season. But I mean, if they were to capture everything that's happened this season, like I don't want to see that in 4K, bro. I don't want to. <laughs> the only I thing think I people would enjoy the, the only thing I did, yeah. The only thing I would like to see is like kind of like the the disconnect between Vusa and the players. Maybe he lost the locker room, or or who knows. But um, yeah, I, that's I don't the, think there was. I. I think it's all been political i i feel that's that's you know i don't think 
I find it was it anything to do. I find it interesting Buse was willing to sign one-year contracts. It's all, I, I think, didn't Belay say that Buse wanted it that way? Yeah. So it, yeah. it might have it might be something off the field that maybe he resigned, not that Chivas got rid of him. But it, it, it would have, he would have, no, he, he would have did, done he didn't a press resign. conference, he would have done a press yeah. conference and said, hey, you know what, it is I what it is, I, I thank you, he, I'm out. I think he read the, the he read the room and he just said, you know what, he busted a half-baked, uh, I'm out speech, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, I think Buse very much like Pelayas. They're like in the last. I don't see them getting any other opportunities unless they are connected to some promoter, but because they're not, I just don't don't see them landing. You know, and I think this was the league's expanding right now, so you never know. Yeah, but within Liga MX, uh, you know, so, and I I think we we saw how Pelayas got booted from Cruz Azul and. There's probably maybe at America, maybe somewhere down the line, maybe they'll welcome him back. But I just don't see other teams. I can see the him at. A, I can see him at like Juarez or Mazatlan. But he no, not Juarez because Juarez has the the former Tigres guys, and they have they have um yeah Tuca. You're not gonna put someone to tell Tuca what to do. Um, but I don't think he wants to go to those small teams. You know. Uh, and same with Buse, he's hey, he Querétaro been, for years. He's not. Tuca's been partnering with Mejia Barón for a while. Mejia Barón's well. somewhere else. But you, you're, you're, I don't know what you this got to do. <laughs> do I, what, what you, does this have said, to do with anything? You said you're not going to put anybody to put uh, Tuca uh, what, what to do or what. I mean, if if yeah, but job he, is he, to, he got him. Tuca pointed him. That's That was like. Mejia Barón was like his mentor since. Yeah, Puma's but that's what day. I'm saying. Like, Pelaez is not going to dictate terms of Duca. I don't. I don't think Pelaez uh, works that way. I think. Yes, he does. Duca. <laughs> read, read, read interviews with um, with Piojo, with with um. Oh, but those guys, with, those guys, with Mohammed I mean, and look at Piojo. Dude, uh, loses his, loses his cool without Pelaez around and yeah, but slaps this guy. You know, loses the job. Yeah, but he's like GM, like someone like you don't put a GM to. It's like bringing a GM to Sir Alex Ferguson. You, you know what I mean? That's kind of what Tuca is. In, I don't, in I don't think Tuca has that much power, but yes, he you, does, man. If you say he does. If you say <laughs> he, he does, he did at Tigres. He was there for ten years. You think they had someone telling him what to do? Well, that's big reason why they booted him out because a new directiva came in. And they're like, we're going to run this now. So late. And he went to Juarez. And the Juarez is run by a former Tigres Directivo. Um, I do want to bring up, didn't uh, Vucetich have some like, like backhanded comments to say after he, he left? Yeah, he had an interview when he was talking about the promoters thing. Um, I don't think he... They try to make it seem like that because they were asking him if did Leaño have anything to do, and he said no. And then what do you think of him as a coach? And he said he's a good kid. That's all he said, you know. But and they asked him, well, don't you see him as a coach or something? And he said he's just getting started. That's all he said. It's true. He hasn't really done anything. And if you see his curriculum, where he doesn't, it's not like he has years of coaching. So. 
how are you going to comment on someone with almost, you know, uh, I do think they were trying to make it worse, but he did talk about how he's had difficulties because he's not linked to promoters. Didn't he say that like uh, journalists were like threatening him to like, you know, pay us money or else we're going to. Oh yeah. He said that too. Yeah. Yep. And we were, and I was, and I was saying, you know, like I was saying how it looked, you know, how, how he was getting attacked on all sides. I don't think those guys were trying to shake him down for money, like Perro Bermudez and, and um, Ramon. Jose Ra. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to shake him, but I wouldn't be surprised if some promoter went and be like, hey, man, do a hit piece on this guy. Here you go. Here's, here's 5K or whatever. And because uh, it, it just seemed out of, out of you know, it, it just seemed a little bit out of I Is out that of how touch. much they gave you, Jaime? Did they give you 5K? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing a number. I mean, because those are pretty big, you know, pretty big names with, with the most watched shows. They just happen to be the most watched shows. And they're both, you know, Perro Bermudez talking about he was like fanning the flames. Oh, I got it on good source at Almeida. And it's, uh, you know, they're reaching out to him, blah, blah. And I was like, it's <laughs> just, hey, uh, hey. it just seems very unprofessional. Hey, question you, for you guys. Question for you guys. Sure. I, I know we've been rehashing Buse and every week or a bit. So I, I a quick question, changing the subject. Cruz Azul, they were champions last season. We got 12 games in. There's, what, five more games to go? Yep. What are, what are the odds that Cruz Azul uh, retains their title? No chance. No chance whatsoever. This is not the same team. And, uh, you know, they lost 2-0 to San Jose. I mean, I know it was just a friendly, Partido Molero, whatever, but uh, Cabecita Rodriguez was the starter, and a lot of the players were starters, I'm a, you know, except for the uh, the ones that got called up for national duty, like Orbelin and uh, Romo. But for the most part, I mean, that was a team, and I don't know, they just they just been unconvincing, you know. They finally got the got the title out of out of the way. They finally got that got that done, and now they're kind of. I mean, this happens to every champion. They have campeonitis. They just kind of take it take it easy for the next next round. So I sadly I do think America will probably win. I mean, they just have everything going right now. And, hold up, hold up, you, you're you're. You got the sub sub leader here, Atlas, in second place. Uh, <laughs> twenty two points, bro. I don't, I don't think Atlas is gonna win anything. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, one hundred five years for America, right? This is their one hundred fifth uh, year anniversary. So they just, they just look good, man. I, I hate to say it, man. I hate to say it, but they're, they're doing good. Now, I, I think the fix is in from Televisa. It's the perfect story, you know. One hundred five years in the making. I know uh, our listener Ricardo. He's not pointing this out, like you know, I, read all the TVs and stuff. <laughs> I know our lis- listener Ricardo is uh, agreeing with me on that one. Uh, he says that Cruz Azul is pulling Mafia. Uh, <laughs> it says John Gotti tactics by sitting Luis Romo every other game because he hasn't signed a long contract. I actually didn't know that. I know him and Orbelin uh, Pineda are both uh, on expiring contracts that expire in uh, December, so uh, yeah. that's that would make a lot of sense. 
Yeah, it does make sense. So where's this track? Where's this guy trying to go? Europe. The latest rumor was uh, Salta Vigo, at least for Orbelin. Haven't heard anything from Romo. Maybe Italy. But uh, yeah, those are the latest rumors. So yeah, we're about an hour in. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up episode 306? No, I think Max Tata qualifies World Cup. I do think... uh, these last three games on the road, I do think the media can can go nuclear <coughs> and attack. <coughs> Damn. It's that Rona. Some water, man. No, they could they could start attacking uh, Tata and been saying how the team is underperforming and whatnot. It, it's possible, you know. I, I I think that's. I think it's it's it does more harm, but. I could see it happening, uh, but I do see him, you know, clinching a spot in Qatar. It seems, it pretty much seems in the bag at this point. Mexico would have to be like obliterated every game. I don't, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I guess my closing thought is they really in, in the road to Brazil. <clears throat> excuse me, they gave. Uh, Chepo every opportunity to to stay with the team and stay through the qualifiers and try to write the ship and uh, really the I, I don't see the the FMF uh, firing Tata for the team not playing beautiful tippy tappy soccer if if they're still qualifying you know I think they'll they understand hey players they go through ruts I mean it happened with you know, under Chepo's run, those guys were all having bad seasons. They were playing bad with El Tri, but come, you know, come time for Brazil, they all they, they all showed up. up notch, you know, yeah. I mean, Gio, you know, Gio's World Cup was pretty damn good, right, Cheech? You know, they they did a was the national team they they picked apart that year. Was it France or uh, when in Brazil? Yeah, and, you know, every World Cup they they destroy some Euro. Uh, it was uh, Croatia. Already forgot. We we were just talking about <laughs> this. Juan already typical Chiva fan forgets things. Yeah, we played. Uh, was, was it Cameroon? Cameroon, yes. Brazil, and uh, we. Oh whooped, yeah, Brazil, we Brazil Croatia. Yeah. 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 Cameroon. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a dark time. That was a dark time. I mean, we were literally the last team to qualify to the World Cup, and we are nowhere near that kind of level right now with Mexico. Mexico literally topped the group right now, fourteen points, hasn't tasted defeat yet, and uh, they face USA in Cincinnati. Uh, Cantina MX is trying to go there. I have applied. We'll see if I get in. But uh, I mean, what's if, up? if you ever get a chance to ask Tata a question. Uh-huh. Or, or his coaching staff, just ask them how long it takes them to analyze a game. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just curious because Bielsa, in, in one of his uh, many clips that I've studied about him, he mentioned it takes him about six hours to analyze a, a oh, game. Oh, shit. So I, I'm just curious how long it takes, like how much Tata actually spins. spins. I wonder if he'd give you a truthful answer because I have a feeling he doesn't, he did, at least his first year, he wasn't spending that much time uh, 
preparing for games, you know. So mm. he just suggests things at, at halftime and just kind of wing it. But yeah. <laughs> he dialed it in. Yeah, we'll see. All I mean, if yeah. I have the opportunity, I'll definitely ask him. Awesome. Yeah. All right, folks, we're wrapping up episode 306. Thanks to all our listeners on uh, YouTube and also on Twitter Spaces tonight. Appreciate the the support. We'll be back next week to bring back Liga Mekis action into the conversation. We have uh, Match Week 13 kicking off t- as of tomorrow at 6 p.m. Querétaro versus Tijuana. Uh, really no standout games except for uh, Cruz Azul Tigres on Saturday and then Chivas Toluca on Sunday. Uh, but we'll have that for you guys ready next week. As of right now, we're signing off. Everybody have a great night.